In the previous Run Shorts episode, we talked about running slow. In other words, we talked about running farther. We established that running slow for a long period of time is the single most important factor in building running endurance. We agreed that volume is the king. If volume is the king, then the question is, can I only focus on volume and I will become the best runner possible? If that is the case, then everyone can only focus on building their volume to its capacity and then they will reach their ultimate best, isn't it? Now, that is the topic of discussion today. That is, how should one train to improve their running performances? Is there anything other than mileage or it's all about mileage? This also means, at what efforts should one be training to reach their ultimate potential? I'm going to reiterate that volume is the single most important factor in progressing towards your potential. It is similar to like building a strong base of house for loading various floors on it. Base comes first. Now, let's get on today's topic, which is related to this prelude. As we start, I want you to keep in mind some of these important factors that will come in play as you keep training. I will again reiterate to start with the number one point that comes, that is, mileage is the king. Running more is better. Number two, consistency is the key. Running on many days is better than running on less days, meaning running 30 minutes a day, six days a week is better than running for one hour a day for three days a week. Number three, training alone is not equivalent to improvement. Training together with recovery are the fundamental requirements for one to improve performance. For recovery, sleep, nutrition, and lifestyle stresses, they all come in play. And all of these we will discuss in the future episodes, but not today. Now, let's come to training. Training represents effort. And the efforts are measured as pace, speed, distance, or a percentage of maximum heart rate. These efforts are also displayed in zones. There are various zone models that exist, but the one that is mostly used for studies and research is a three-zone model. These will be zone one, that is easy or conversational pace, zone two, hard effort or threshold training pace, and zone three, that is severe intensity training pace. For your reference, if you want to extrapolate this to a five-zone model, your zone one will be zone one and two of zone five model, Zone 2 will become zone 3, and zone 3 will become zone 4 and 5 together. Now, if you know your maximum heart rate, these zones can be broadly suggested in the following way. Zone 1 will be 50 to 70% of your maximum heart rate. Zone 2 will be about 75 to 85% of your maximum heart rate. And zone 3 will be more than about 85% of your maximum heart rate. Let's 
talk about if you have not tested your maximum heart rate in a laboratory, how can you still estimate your maximum heart rate in case you're not aware of it? But before that, let's go through this with a breathing effort. Say you are in zone one and you're running. Your training intensity through breathing will feel something like However, if you go to zone two, you will breathe something like this. And if you're in zone three, your breathing will feel like. (laughs) Now let's get back to measuring maximum heart rate outside the lab. You start by putting a chest heart rate monitor and go for a run. Find a steep hill, which should be about 300 to 400 meters long. And I will repeat, steep hill. Say about 10% incline or something like that. Now you start by fully warming up for about 15 minutes or so. It's important for you to be fully warmed up before you start to take this test. Once you're fully warmed up, run up the hill as fast as possible. And then you have to walk or jog back down. You repeat this for three times. At the end of your third set of running up the hill, you will be very, very close to your maximum heart rate. Again, I will say this is not the most accurate estimation, but very close outside a lab setting. So far, we understood three zones and what do they represent in terms of effort and how to find a rough estimation of your maximum heart rate. Now, Let's get to the point of how to include this in your training if we want to improve our performance. That means if you want to run faster. I'm not going to talk a lot about technical details of what are various types of training models like polarized training, pyramidal training, threshold training, or any other modalities. However, I'm going to talk about what works well based on a number of studies and research of last couple of decades. So if you've established your three zones that we talked about, then most of your runs should be in zone one or at a conversational pace. And we have talked about establishment of conversational pace. How do you measure that in previous episodes? In terms of percentage value of your maximum heart rate, this will be like 50 to 70% of your maximum heart rate. And we established that earlier. About 80 to 90% of your total runs in terms of time should be in this zone. I will repeat, about 80 to 90% of the time, of your total time that you're spending during your training should be in this zone. And we will calculate some of it through an example a little later. Let's assume you run about 90% of your total training in zone one. Then in zone two, you could be somewhere at about 8% of the time. So this also means that your zone three training will be about 2% of the time. Let us put these in number of hours. Say if you are running for about seven hours a week, you will look to spend about 6 hours, 10 minutes in zone 1, about 40 to 42 minutes in zone 2, and about 8 to 10 minutes in zone 3. 
you can accumulate your zone two and three time under your feet within an otherwise easy run. For example, an easy run of 60 minutes that includes a 20 minutes of zone two will look like this. A warm up in zone one for 20 minutes, two into 10 minutes as zone two with the rest interval of three to five minutes in between and 15 minutes of zone one cool down. If you understood all of these, I think you would have understood broadly about the training intensities and how you should look to distribute your training. Hopefully this was helpful and I look forward to coming back with another episode of Run Shorts next week. Good luck guys, until then.